Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Kind of like how people can make themselves burp by sucking in air and then burping it back out. Mark can do that with his bottom. <laughs> God. And it just, it's, it sounds like a machine gun. It you can like- do it over and over again. <laughs> It's episode 62 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is a conversation with BJ Tucker, then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with yours truly and Rick and a topic that I have yet to tell Rick we are talking about. Yeah, it's a surprise and I'm wondering what this is going to be. Sorry. And, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm awesome. How are you, Mark? Well, um, I just thought of this when I said it's episode 62. When I was in 7th and 8th grade in middle school, my football number was 62. I was seriously just about to be like, were you number 62? <laughs> <Or> Uncle Rico? <laughs> yeah, Uncle Rico. Um, okay, so it is January 7th. It is. And it is the new year, and how are the holidays? It's been like two weeks since we've recorded. I feel like it's been a really long time since we recorded, because we did the show that released on December 28th. We did that basically like the day after we recorded like the show for the, the 21st, so right. we haven't recorded in forever yep. since we had uh, uh, Santa smelling pants Oh, talk. man, that was so classic. I, uh, was, <laughs> I was listening to the podcast when I was running the other day, and... Uh, the the story that you told with Hyde, the locker room poop story, yes, and then you had the like the the line in there where you said something to the effect of, and there were no streaks in my underwear or anything <laughs> when you said that. I start and I like start hysterically laughing. Uh, I and, well, we can talk more about this later, but I run with uh, paying attention to heart rate zones. We'll talk more later this month with John Smith about that. But instead of saying, "Hey, I'll run X number of miles and X number of minutes," instead I say, "I want to keep my heart range in this this my heart rate in this range." Uh, I can't listen to the show when I'm running because I start laughing so hard, and I know what's coming. <laughs> I up. know, <laughs> and I, I I just I'm hysterically cackling, and this lady thinks. I think she thinks that I'm laughing at her. Oh, no. She didn't fall down or anything. She just looks some lady's going out to check her mail, and I'm running past her house, and I just start howling. I'm laughing so hard, and she gives me this look like, I just had to check the mail. <laughs> I had to see if my bill was in there. <laughs> so, oh, hey, I thought, lady, I thought if, it was going to be uh, like... Lady, if, if this sounds familiar, if you're a listener, then hey, sorry. I don't know if to tell you. I thought you were going to say like she was out running, and like it's like the first day that she is like, okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get like, back in shape. I know I don't look great right now, but I'm going to look great. This is the new year. And then like some guy laughs at her. And she's like, oh, I scream. 
<laughs> ice cream. Ice cream bars. <laughs> By the way, real quick, before we get super sidetracked, uh, the winner of the oh, yeah. December t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. If you're not familiar, if you're catching up on shows or you're a new listener, uh, if you go to our iTunes page, iTunes are? That's... That is not a word. That's something. You go to our iTunes page. You leave a review, however many stars you want. It has to just at least include one word. The reason is we won't see your name if you don't. If you just leave stars and no words, we don't see who it is. But if you do that within the month of we did one for October, November, December, then that's what entered you into the T-shirt giveaway-a-thon. So this is just among people in December who left reviews. The T-shirt award. I'm so excited. Goes to. Cram514. I don't know Cram what your real name is. That sounds like a, the name of a robot. Uh, Cram is actually my name backwards. <laughs> well, it's spelled with a C, so no, it's not. Dang you it. idiot. Uh, Cram514. I believe you might be a human, but you might sound like a robot. That Cram. sounds like a good robot. Or, Ste- or Stephen Hawking. Cram514. Uh, let's not do more Stephen Hawking humor because <laughs> I also laughed hard at that when that came up when we were talking. But, that was uh, terrible. Cram514 with your, your review that says, I listen to several podcasts about health and fitness, but this is the only one that leaves me laughing. Thanks to Mark and Rick for the guests, rants, and stories that you left. That has earned you a t-shirt. Reach out to either me or Mark. Uh, email is Mark is uh, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. I'm simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Give us your name and contact information. We will get your shirt out to you. We've received a bit of a – I say we've received. We've hit kind of like a weird impasse with Facebook person someone puppies. <laughs> uh, we said that if they didn't reach out by January that we would just re-give away the November shirts. Do we want to do that or do we not want to do Let's that? Let's give them another week or two. Okay. By the next show. In case they're catching up or something because this okay. is on demand. Person, yeah. Facebook, someone, puppies. If that is your real name. What if that is the actual, their legal name? And they're like, we keep making fun of it. And they're like, oh, it's, a, it's the same lady you laughed at. <laughs> I don't want to reach out because I don't want them to make fun of me. Okay. Person of Facebook, someone pr- puppies. Is that what it, person, 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 someone, someone Facebook, Facebook puppies. puppies. Yeah. Uh, your review that you left on November 6th was awesome. You won the November giveaway. You haven't reached out yet. So if by the next time we record for the next show, you haven't reached out to us, we are going to redo November. Is Speak, that good? Is that fair enough? That, that's fair. And speaking okay. of puppies, we'd like to give a shout out to Darcy who sent us Oh yes. a German Shepherd uh, calendar dressed up in, as like a bartender. and uh, Yeah, like 12 months of the dog dressed up as weird <laughs> things. That was actually pretty, it's pretty cool. And I My daughters loved it, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. So thank you, Darcy, for sending us to. I actually those. use calendars like that to keep up with all of my birthdays. I was gonna say only Mark uh, is like yes, and, and like has like, his <laughs> calendar. calendar room with like fifty paper calendars. But I did not own a paper calendar, so thank you. I needed one. Thank and, you. And uh, Rick, I'm very excited about something that's coming up very soon. Are you really? Right along. Oh yeah, that's right. On uh, this coming Saturday, Mark is going to come ride with me uh, at work. Uh, for the second time. Second time. I'm, very, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try to give you a better show this time than last time. Well, last time you weren't wearing pants, which was a pretty good show, Rick. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to beat that. Uh, we did have fun, well, but I, I only... I'll be the, the... I'll wear pants this I time. Knew, I knew, like, I had something uh, the next day that I needed to, like, get rest for. I think that may be why I 
crashed at midnight, <laughs> like two hours into the ride. Yeah, Mark line. rode with me. The last time he rode with me, I work uh, evening shift or night shift. So at that point, it was 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And he came out to ride with me. And like on the way to a call at like 11 15, I look over and Mark is, and we're driving fast. This is the most interesting call of the night so far. A woman had gone bananas and was like smashing cars and was just yelling about, uh, you know, satellites uh, and Satan, the NSA inside of her ears yeah. and the Satan. Devil, and I look yeah. over and Mark is like, <laughs> like dead asleep at like 11 15. So uh, you have to stay awake till 3 and this is All a, the fun stuff happens at like midnight. You have a new beat, right? Uh, yeah, from the last time I worked, yes. yes. Okay. It's a much more interesting. Area. How was uh, – here's a question. Here's, here's a, we haven't done a Rick's Cop Corner in a long time. Here's Rick's Cop Corner, and let me do the theme music. That theme music sucks. <laughs> Rick's Cop Corner. How was uh, New Year's Eve? Uh, I didn't work New Year's Eve. Oh, man. I thought you did. No, I, I worked a second job at a hotel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But we, I mean, was it, it eventful? I, from listening to the radio, it sounded like it was crazy, but Dang. I did not uh, work, do real police work. Okay, well, have you? I mean, I'm I'm assuming in ten years you have worked a New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. like what's the crazy? Like, typically, like the craziest night of the you year? You know, I, I my experience is New Year's Eve is all. It's a lot of busy work, a lot of. Uh, you get shots fired calls, but we're not sure if those oh, are gunshots yeah. or fireworks, but they could be both. So it's a great time to shoot times. someone on yeah. New Year's Eve or 4th of July? <laughs> like the police may take forever to get to your house. But it's calls like that, loud party calls, uh, car you know, later in the night car accidents, stuff like that, drunk drunk drivers. But nothing. I've never had anything. I don't. Nothing sticks out in my mind as something crazy on a New Year's Eve. I'm trying to think. It's, it's just a lot of just – it's like Halloween. Halloween's I, – I hate working Halloween. So is that the kind of like – kind of thing. Okay, what's uh, – uh, amongst cops, what is the most like least sought after night to work? Is it Halloween? Is oh, that... it's got to be Halloween. Yeah. Really? To me, it has to be. Uh, to, in my opinion, it's Halloween, and I think that's probably pretty universal because most people would like to either be out trick-or-treating with their kids or uh, maybe going to parties. I'd say Halloween and New Year's Eve are probably about the same to be honest with you. Because the same kind of crappy right. calls and the same, you know, I'd rather be somewhere else. <laughs> I don't mind working Thanksgiving or Christmas Day, but, uh, I, you know, most people really don't like New Year's Eve or Halloween. Yeah. Did you stay up say. to midnight on New Year's Eve? Did what? Did you stay up to midnight on New Year's Eve? I stayed up till 3 a.m. I was working at the hotel. Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah. Okay, so on, I was in uh, a little sort of like a bed and breakfast town with my wife called Ooh. called Green. Uh, G R U E N E, and we got like a bottle of wine, and we were gonna just like you know to have a nice relaxing New Year's Eve and stay up at midnight and give each other the kiss on mid on, on midnight. Oh yeah, there it is, the kiss, the one kiss of the year, and uh, <laughs> and like at like nine thirty, we were out of wine, and we were just like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> we just went to bed. <laughs> out of wine? Yeah. Uh, you know, I love you, man. I just, I gotta take, I gotta rest my eyes a little bit. We'll get it up at midnight. The cool thing about the hotel job, though, like, one guy got super, super drunk, kind of like you, super early. And, <laughs> I wasn't uh, drunk. And, like, went to, like, the lobby and laid down on a couch at, like, 10 p.m. And, you know, we're not there, like, trying to, you know. Hustle people off to jail. We're just trying to keep the peace. And hey, you got a room here? Go stay in your room. So we had to wake him up like three times off the couch. That was pretty awesome. He's like, I'm my wife. I'm waiting for my wife. He's like, you need to wait for your wife upstairs. He, what's the name of the guy from uh, uh, like the 
Andy Griffith show, The Town Drunk, Otis. Otis, He, yeah. he was just talking like Otis, very comically <laughs> like, you can't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. Kind of like the iPhone bit where you just kind of push that random button and it like, <laughs> yes. I don't even know what any of that means. but The random know. word generator, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I have, I have a New Year's Eve story. It's probably, the, the it would be the funniest, well, one of the funniest stories of all time. But- oh, I have a great New Year's Eve story though. I can't. I can't share mine. That was what I was going to say. So share yours. Okay, this isn't a work-related story. I just got done telling the lady who cut my hair about this. This is why I don't like. I don't mind necessarily. Me personally, don't like work. Uh, don't mind working New Year's Eve because it's the worst of all the holidays from a overblown standpoint. Right. If you ask me, because every year, especially when I was younger, college, early twenties, you know, man, I'm going to go get, go get so turned up. It's going to be awesome. We're going to party all that long, and it always is like a huge disappointment. You've heard this story, oh, I know, uh, yeah. several times. So uh, I'm. My very first New Year's Eve when I was of age to buy alcohol is 21. Uh, my other, Our other friend Jackson is a year younger, so he wasn't 21 yet. Well, at that point, we lived in Abilene still, and my brother lived in downtown Dallas. And he says, hey, why don't you guys come to Dallas for New Year's Eve? You can stay at my place, and we'll go out and, and party. And so we went to – we walked from downtown Dallas to a club in Deep Ellum. Uh, which is probably like three miles away. It's not too far. Well, of course, uh, you know, people are just smashing into each other in the club, and it's too loud. It's just ridiculous. And so at about 1 o'clock in the morning, someone, I guess, had a car accident and drove into a transformer and put all the lights in the entire section of town out. There's no electricity. And so, of course, everyone's freaking out. And everyone runs out to get a cab. Well, we don't live in New York City. It's Dallas. And there's not that many cabs. Well, okay. Well, you couldn't find a cab now. And this is long the day before the days of Uber. So we have to walk the three miles. It's cold. It's probably like 20 degrees back to my brother's apartment. So it, we're freezing and we're drunk and we're walking. We walk all the way back up there and we go to my brother's apartment upstairs. And we realize that it is like 45 degrees in there in the apartment. So we say, hey, dude, why is your apartment so cold? And he's like, man, it just costs a lot to heat it. I'm going to bed. And he's <laughs> sleeping on his mattress, my brother, in a like a sub-zero oh uh, rated <laughs> sleeping So he's bag warm. Yeah. So that he doesn't have to turn the heat on because it's just too expensive yeah. to live inside heat. I mean, why would anyone want to be warm inside their house? It's a very human concept. And not even turning it on. Yeah, it's a very, very Mark Rogersy thing to do. And it's not even turning the heat on to like 60 and then like weathering through it. He's not even turning it on at all. And so me and Jackson, we're drunk and there's nope. It's the house, is, the apartment is frigid. We are like wearing all of the clothes we brought. We end up sleeping in the kitchen with the oven on and the <laughs> oven open. And we keep waking up every uh, every 10 minutes going, oh, is it morning yet? Is it yeah. morning yet? Can we go? Hell can night. we go? Oh my God, it's only like 3.15. Like falling back asleep, like waking up. Oh, can we go yet? Oh, is the sun up yet? Oh my God, no, it's only 3.30. <laughs> That is the worst. That is the New Year's Eve in a nutshell. Why I hate it. Why I well, despise the holiday in general. I have I have one quick story, and I know we're like way running over on our cross talk, uh, but we, we'll yeah. we'll do the uh, we'll do the the some more housekeeping stuff late at the end of the show, and so we'll go right into our conversation with BJ after I tell this really quick story. Okay. It, and it involves Hyde, who was on the last show. Yes. When it turned Y two K, you know, like the New, oh, Year, yeah, the New yeah, Year's yeah. Eve of ninety nine, we were all out at Lake Texoma, which is like up at the border of Texas and Oklahoma. And Hyde was like, 
I mean, he, he didn't ever drink alcohol like at, at a younger age. He still very rarely drinks now. And and he was like the only one. There's like 20 guys out at the lake and uh, and Hyde. And he was the only one that, that wasn't drinking. He was kind of like taking care of us, right? Hyde, like at one point, like tripped and fell and like hit his head on like one of the <laughs> rocks like that was around this big bonfire that we had had, like split his head open. And like he was the, and he wasn't even drinking, we're like laughing at him. And then the next morning, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day of the year 2000, he gets pulled over and gets a speeding ticket on the way home. Like we're all just like passed out in his Jeep, like, like poor Hyde. So that is the worst. See, I bet Hyde uh, sides with me on this. That yeah. New Year's Eve sucks. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, uh, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Um, we'll do some more housekeeping stuff at the end of the uh, show. Here is the conversation with BJ Tucker. BJ Tucker? Gentlemen, how are you? Awesome. Hey, BJ. How's it going, buddy? I am great. Trying to turn you guys up here a little bit. That's what she said. I don't, I don't think I've actually... <laughs> that was funny. I don't think I've ever actually spoken to you voice. I know what your voice sounds like. I've heard you on a, a bunch of different things, but this is Rick talking right now. Hey, Rick. Rick is the one who sounds like a nerd. I'm the one who sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I thought Rick would have a response to that, but I guess no, he agrees with me. You got me. <laughs> All right. Well, BJ, I uh, yeah, definitely uh, feel like I know you because you know Stephen Baldridge, and Stephen's a good friend of, of mine and, and my wife's. And uh, So anyway, thanks for being on. We, we went ahead and hit record just because we found uh, that sometimes some some funny things happen uh before you actually start recording so um we're going to keep this to like 30 minutes and uh, we just sort of wanted to talk about um sort of your background and and who you are and and then we'll just kind of see where the conversation goes so if you'll just sort of start off sort of giving us you know who are you and uh and and sort of how you got to where you are today absolutely well that's a that's a broad question (laughs) so i am the you know, in some of the groups, I'm known as the uh, friendly Texas vegan father Tucker. So oh, what, nice. what, what does that mean? It's, you know, I've got five kids. Um, I'm here in the Dallas area. I am, uh, you know, big proponent of a healthy lifestyle and uh, also a huge uh, runner. And, um, you know, so I kind of came along this fitness journey. I started about four years ago. And really just uh, immerse myself into learning more about uh, being healthier, uh, how, to, how to take care of myself, how to do long-distance running events. And, uh, you know, I've gotten so excited and enthusiastic about all this fun that I'm having. I, I do a, a lot within the Facebook world and, and local community and trying to share the message. And anyone who's willing to listen, I'm, I'm willing to share it with them. What is it like <laughs> having five kids? Yes. Is that, is that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and and they're all they're all mine. There's no his, hers, and ours. They're all our kids. So well, I I have three kids. A, a my, modern day Brady Bunch going on in there. Yeah, my my wife so, tell, has told me that all three kids are mine. But uh, you know, there's always a little room for doubt in there. Well, that just is looking looking at a uh, picture of my kids. Uh, there is no doubt. <laughs> Those are all. At least they're all related to each other. How about yeah, that? There, there you go. <laughs> So if you have a brother, BJ, tell us, a, you said your your journey started about four years ago. Tell us a little bit more about that, like where you were and how you kind of the short version, like how you progressed to where you are today. Well, how I how I got to that point four years ago is um, uh, about 12. No, gosh, it's been 15, 16 years ago. I actually um, lived a somewhat healthy lifestyle and, and actually ran a few marathons. And then, uh, as I like to call it, I let life happen. 
And so I you know, got in the corporate world. I'm a sales guy. I sell IT solutions and just kind of let life happen. Became a coach. So it, it wasn't about me. It was about the kids and the job and everything else. So I ballooned up to about 255 pounds was my max. And about four years ago, uh, nothing. It wasn't a health scare. It wasn't anything uh, specific that happened. I just got tired of being ty- you know, big and tired. Um, I wanted more for my life and, you know, and also just being around for the kids. And that's really what prompted, uh, the small incremental changes that I started to make. Cool. Now, um, you know, having five kids, uh, without doing like ultra running and stuff, I'm sure is crazy. How do you, uh, you know, fit in the, the, the ultra running and the training with, with all those kids. I mean, you must be like, I know people have said this about me before that like when I was doing uh, like long distance stuff that you must be like some sort of crazy, incredible time manager. Is that, uh, is that accurate? And uh, Rick, are um, you there? Yeah, I, I'm back. Oh, I had okay. a phone issue, but I'm immediately back. So okay, sweet, I, sorry. I'm here with you. Okay. I'm, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to carry on without Rick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> story of my life, fellas. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. So for, for me, it really became about, you know, being in sales, that helps because I have somewhat, uh, some control over my schedule. But what I've really tried to do is minimize the impact to the family. Now, my wife might disagree a little bit with this, <laughs> but you know, I, I get up at, at 4.15, 4.30 and hit the gym and, and back of the house. If I'm doing, you know, the extra long runs, I'm getting up extra early. Uh, to go run those and and knowing you know older kids they tend to sleep as long as you'll let them sleep so you know i'll be coming in from a 20 mile run and they're still in bed right you know that type of thing the other thing that was very helpful um and what helped is i i wasn't coaching my kids any longer so when we would have to wait around for an hour and a half to two hours at the practices i'd put on the running shoes and go hit the trails yeah and so I just became smarter about how I use the free time that I had. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert time management person, um, but being in sales, you do have to be somewhat efficient with your time. So I've just been able to carve out the time that I need to be successful on this journey. Right. I think that's a really key point that we all need to the, – the, you're blowing my mind a little bit when you said, you know, when you're sitting around for an hour and a half, you just brought your running shoes and moved to go run. Like, it, it, recognize when an opportunity is there and take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you, you know, you don't have Absolutely. to write write out your schedule on a calendar a week in advance. And be like, oh, no, 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 it's not uh, Thursdays at uh, 4 p.m. I cannot run right now. This is not my day to run. We need to be right. flexible, especially in in juggling all the things that we have going on to 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 live a healthy lifestyle like that. Yeah, and and you know, like right now, you know, I'm not doing a whole lot of like you know long distance running. I'm doing more like weight training. So like you know. One of the things that's good about running is like you don't need anything except like running shoes, right? I mean, but like with weight right. training, like I have a little bit more equipment that I need if I'm going to be out. So if I'm traveling or something, I always have my stuff with me just because you never know when it's when it's you're going to have, you know, appointment cancel. Oh, I've got, you know, an hour and a half. Uh, let me Google, you know, YMCA and, you know, just being prepared. Whereas if you don't have the stuff, it's like kind of like your your meal planning. You know, it's like just have your meals thought out ahead so you're not just stuck and you, you know, well, I had to eat pizza. It's the only thing that was there. You know, it's like you can you can be prepared in nutrition. You can be prepared in your movement. You can be prepared, you know, in your in your sleep, all that kind of stuff. You can you can kind of think ahead on that stuff. Well, and and when I travel, for example, to your point, Mark, is is when I'm doing the traveling, for example, I have the gym bag and so I can hit the hotel gym or, or go for a run. So in the past, it might be, hey, I need to plan the big 
the big nice dinner on the company credit card and the and the bottle of wine or, or whatever. Now it's, hey, where can I go run? Right. Where can I go run in this city? And that becomes the activity that I do versus focusing on something that may not be as healthy for me. What, what are some of the cool uh, uh, experiences you've had running like on like while you're traveling? So I, I travel to Austin quite a bit, and so I love running Town Lake. Yeah, oh, so, that's great. You know, that's anywhere from a five mile to a 11 mile run. So any chance I can run around town like I take advantage of it. Cool. Uh, one of the coolest places I went to was in um, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And some, this is so crazy because somebody showed me a picture of the Y that's in the mountain for the college there, the university there. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and so there's this big Y up in the mountain. I'm like, well, can I go see it? And they're like, yeah, there's a trail. So, you know, I took off running and it was about a, a one mile crossback trail or switchback trail that went up to the Y. And then I decided to go beyond that. And uh, just it really got me excited about doing trail running uh, from doing that over the summer. You know, it was just really cool to be able to run in these unique places like that. Yeah, that's cool. What, I, you, oh, what are some of your like uh, some of your running goals, BJ? I know that you ran uh, you've done an ultra. You did the Cowtown in Fort Worth this last year, right? It, right. So I did the the Allen double prior to that. So I ran a marathon on New Year's Eve and a marathon on New Year's Day. I came back and ran the Cowtown Ultra. And then I ran the um, Capital to Coast relay in October. And, and Mark, you kind of had a little bit of... Um, to do with that, and in, in your it, when Stephen was trying to put together a team oh, and right, right, right. Ended up running with a local team, and uh, ended up running that, I ran two legs of that, so it was 38 miles in two days, and then uh, I ran the BCS marathon this past December. Cool. Wow. So what 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 are you? Do you look at the future and say, hey, I want to run? this race in this time or hey i want to run this distance or what are you what are some of the things that you look at in the future for what you want to accomplish with your running or is it more just kind of like a hey i enjoy running i'm going to go out and run and you know i'll do a marathon here i'll do a marathon there you know do you have any specific like things on your bucket list i, I should say so some of the things that i've done so far have been bucket list items um i i do want to improve the speed of my uh, my marathon but you know, I'm kind of at a point where I enjoy the the ultra distances, so I do want to uh, put a 50 mile race on the calendar this year, which I haven't done yet because I'm kind of resetting the dials and and backing off of the running to give my my body time to heal and to recover and and to prepare prepare for the next event. Uh, and then I'll also put a, a marathon on the calendar as well. So it's it's more for me about the experience. Uh, you know, whether that's a venue or, you know, maybe local runners that are part of it, you know, as far as a group event, uh, it's more about the experience right now for me than anything else. You, you mentioned something about, you know, you're kind of get, getting your uh, legs back under you, recovering. What are what are some of the things that you do? Because, I mean, I think any ultra runner, unless you're just like a, a freak of nature, which there are some of those people out there, they're rare. But people that do ultra marathons, you know, that is a major stress on your system, you know, mentally, physically, uh, all that stuff. So what are some of the things that you do to try to counteract or counter that that stress that the running causes? I think for me, and we haven't, you know, talked about the diet piece of it yet, but I, I think for me personally, being on a plant-based diet uh, supports all the crazy things that I do. Right. Um, you know, I, I as I started 
you know, getting healthier and started running and ramping up for the marathon. When I when I went to a plant-based diet, and there were a number of things that drove that, but, you know, plant-based diet and just overall healthy living, you know, whether it's paleo or whatever, um, really supports uh, being able to do these ultra events and, and allowing for my body to recover. Um, I also do a lot of cross-training uh, at the gym and lifting weights and also throwing in uh, some yoga once a week as well. So I think that balance helps me. Um, I think people would be surprised at how few miles I actually run uh, to train for these events. Um, I'm, I only run three days a week. You know, it's, it's, it's not any harder than that. Yeah. Now you talked. Let's let's go into the nutrition. Yeah. Uh, at what point you are a vegan? Correct. Not a veg. What's the difference between for some people who may not know? What's the difference between vegetarian and vegan? And how did you kind of come to where you are to do that? <clears throat> so the vegetarian typically means not eating any animal flesh, and then you have the pescatarian who'll eat the fish, but not the standard chicken and beef type stuff. Vegan. Uh, defines no animal products whatsoever. So then that cuts out, uh, typically it's the dairy, it's the cheese and the milk. Okay. Uh, and the yogurt and all that kind of stuff, right? Right, yeah. exactly. So I, I prefer plant power because from, you know, when I go to Starbucks and I have a coffee, I have heavy cream in it because it's, uh, you know, I haven't figured out a good way to carry the coconut cream with me. But when I'm at home, I have coconut cream. Right. Um, you know, I don't order things with cheese on them, if, if there's a couple of cheese crumbles there, you know, I'll either pick it out or, you know, I may go ahead and eat it. It's, it's, I don't want it to be so strict that it becomes complicated. For me, it's, it's got to be simple. Uh, it's, it's got to be easy. It's got to be what works for me. And I'm not going to get caught up in the labels. Um, although people call me the Texas vegan, you know, I really don't like the term vegan because that's not what represents me. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt when I was like, I did a, a, a vegan challenge, uh, like in June of 2012 or something. And I was going to do it for a month and ended up going out for 18 months. And, right. and, you know, I hated the, the, ve the vegan label has so much political ammunition behind it. And really it's like, whether you're vegan, whether you're paleo, vegetarian, pescatarian, all those labels, it's like, I think... The, the the absolutes the 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 similarities between all of those things are are really the absences of of certain things and as far as like you know the processed sugars and the grains and the vegetable oils and all that stuff but uh, i really do think you know i it's very you talk about simplicity and that's you know obviously a simple human but like you if if you want to if you think you need to to do vegan to try to increase your performance or how you look feel or perform whatever it's very easy to do that like and travel and do stuff i mean you can it's it's i had no issues it wasn't like well it's kind of like i love rick's uh, vegetarian story where he's like i'm going to be a vegetarian and then like 6 hours later he's like wait a second what is it? i've been eating caesar dressing this whole time i never was a vegetarian for half a day right that's a true story it's, by the way yeah you, you, you went off the rails day one. <laughs> do, you, do you get a lot of pushback from people, uh, BJ, who are like, oh, no, you got to eat meat or you got to eat this, you got to eat that? I mean, it, I, I, one of the reasons why I wanted, you have, I wanted to have you on our show is I, you know, we're friends on Facebook and we interact a lot, but I heard you on Vinny Tortorich's show, the Angerous Trainer podcast, uh, a couple months ago maybe. And it, it just, it seems like you have a very unique perspective on some of this. It's not about, you know, yelling in each other's face you know you got to eat this no you got to eat that you just kind of uh, 
say, hey, you know what? Why don't you eat what you want to eat? What makes you feel good? This is what makes me feel good. This is why I eat this. But have you gotten pushback from people that, you know, shout at you and say you're doing it the wrong way, you know? I, I No, I think I, I think just because of my personality being a sales guy, I don't it, – it typically isn't confrontational. And, and I don't – I'm – well, my family might disagree. I'm not preachy about it. You know, people ask. People know that I've lost a lot of weight. So, it, you know, it comes up in conversation. I just – I just got back from having lunch at Papado's with uh, a bunch of Dell executives. And, you know, it, it tends to come up because people notice what I order. Right. I don't order anything with meat in it. I'll order, you know, some sides of vegetables or a salad or, or, or you know, order the, uh, um, you know, something and ask them not to put the meat on it. So, you know, I just, it comes up in conversation. I talk about it. So this is what works well for me. And, you know, the protein question always comes up. Yeah. And, you know, I just kind of deflect that. I say, look, I do ultra races. Do I look protein deficient? Right. You know, I'm able to do these events and, and fuel myself with plants, and it works well for me. And that kind of diffuses that whole yeah. uh, argument. And if they want to learn more, certainly we can get into the science of it. But you're not going to address that at an executive, you know, lunch. Yeah. Right? You know, I, so. I did uh, – I, I trained and did the Ironman in, on, on nothing but, but plant food. And, uh, and you know, I had a great – a good – good time for for my goal or whatever i beat my goal by 30 minutes and uh but yeah that is the thing like my wife used to always get you know well she still does well, who am i kidding um about like it, it always seems to come up like the the nutrition stuff the movement stuff but it's like like when you're out to eat and you order something and someone's like well why, why did you order that well I, I i don't eat meat why not you're like there they always bring it up and so i, so I was always like right. defensive like I, I don't just like sit down and be like oh, i am a vegetarian uh and here's why you should be you know it's like they're asking they're curious and to me, it's like, okay, let's say you're not a vegetarian, but let's say you you're not, you're gonna skip the the uh, vegetable oil based salad dressing, and you're gonna say like, oh, I don't want dressing, or I no nor flour, no flour tortillas with my fajitas, whatever it is that you're you're cutting out of your diet. That can be a great way to, you know, I I, I don't like the term uh, uh, sort of like. What am I trying to say? Like disciple to people or something, or like preach to people. Right. You can sort of like let them say, "Well, why aren't you eating flour?" Well, and then like let let it be like something that they're interested in, instead of just like going up to a table of people and be like, "Y'all are all fat. You shouldn't be eating that," and then just like walking away, just slapping forks right. out of hands, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah. Let let it let the conversation naturally come up because I think when people know that I've lost 75 pounds and I do ultra races, you know, it's hard for them to say that my diet doesn't work. Right. right, right. It's, you know, but for people that have done it their whole lives, you know, they don't have that backdrop story right. to, to, to rely on. Yeah. And, and, so it, and I'm, I'm know. from Dallas too, live in Abilene, West Texas. And when I, you know, I would get heat all the time. My manhood would, would be questioned even more than it normally is. Um, when, when, when I would, when I would like not eat, you get a steak or I would get like a, you know, the, the mushroom burger or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely something that, uh, especially being in Texas, of course, that's why I loved going to Austin because then, uh, you oh never, God, you never, yes. you never get that in Austin. You're like, uh, anyway. Now I missed yeah, part did. of your answer. I missed part of your answer earlier, uh, because my phone was sketching out and I had to hang up and call back. But, uh, when you first started like your journey back, uh, to fitness, was uh were you did you immediately go plant power then or was that something that after you started running you're like hey i'm gonna try this and it improved what, what's the story on when you decided to do that so the it took me a year to lose the 75 pounds and that was just slow incremental 
making good food choices. So I just, I just kind of leave it at that. So so that was the first year, and and I cut out the alcohol too. So I haven't had a drink in gosh three and a half years now. Um, so I lost all the weight then, and I was doing some running, and I put the marathon on the calendar, and then I started following you know Rich Roll and Scott Jurek and those guys, and that's when really the whole plant based diet became intriguing to me, and that's when I decided that hey I think I can actually pull this off on a plant-based diet and that's when I cut out the meat and then just slowly weaned myself off the dairy products. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, you and I have been in contact, uh, about this and I haven't mentioned it on the show because I didn't want to say anything to anyone because of fear that I would fall flat on my face, but I guess I will make like a, a, a mini t- kind of like not that important announcement, but I have signed up to run my very first marathon. This has been something that I've wanted to do, Gosh, for about 15 years, I, I, I tried to do it when I was 20, and my life was definitely a huge cluster back then with booze and work and all that stuff. But uh, sure. I've tried and failed uh, about three I – can, I can identify about three legitimate attempts to do this. And so now I'm going into it with a different mindset, but that's why I didn't want to mention it before. But I, I, I'm going to do this. And you and a couple other people, uh, Mark included, are people that I've reached out to for like, hey, what uh, what are some things that I need to to be doing and how I need to be doing them? Now, it's uh, right now in the show releases, it's January 7th, which means that uh, new pe- some people probably just possibly did New Year's resolutions. And I would imagine I'm going to run a marathon is pretty high on the New Year's resolution list. So for right. anyone who's listening to this that has decided – Hey, I'm going to go run a marathon. Let's pick BJ's brain about this because you've done it a bunch of times. That race is uh, April 4th, Rick. Yeah, April 4th is when the race is. That's Easter weekend. I was going to try to come, but that's Easter. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Easter. <laughs> Forget that. But, uh, so walk me through, BJ. Uh, what would you tell someone who says, hey, my news resolution is to run a marathon. So, BJ, tell me what's step one. First of all, I wouldn't say run the one you're running in April, um, <laughs> unless right. you've got a good base underneath you. And and I know you've been working on this for a while, so I'm not picking on you, Rick. I, I'm actually I'm yeah. I, I was uh, I was humbled that you reached out to me, and I appreciate that. Um, so where my head was, and and when I ran my first marathon on my journey back, I mean it, it was 18 months couch to marathon. And the first year of that was was really losing the weight because I, I really don't think it's a good idea if you're carrying a lot of extra weight to go out and run a marathon. And, and Rick, I know guys do this all day long, guys and gals. I just don't think it's good. I, I think you should really get a lot of the weight off first. Now, you, can't, you can obviously train while you're losing the weight, which is what I did. I started building my base, but I, I would just really discourage those people from doing that. So with that being said, I'd say you at least need 12 to 18 weeks, maybe even 26 weeks to get ready. And that's if you are somewhat athletic. Um, I shared with you the Galloway approach, which is a run-walk method. And so uh, Jeff, Jeff Galloway uh, promotes that, and that's how I've always run my races. And so for me personally, for every mile I run, I walk, a, I walk for about 60 seconds. Um, now, if you, obviously, if you're racing, you know, the shorter distances, you wouldn't do that. But certainly for the long endurance events, I do that. Um, and then it really comes down to uh, fuel your body properly. I think the biggest 
mistake that you know a lot of runners make is hey i ran 20 miles today so i'm gonna go eat like crap for the rest of the day because exactly. i earned that dozen cookies or or, or the, the people that are like i ran a 5k this morning so i can go eat like an entire cake like mm. Yeah. Would you like to know a true story? Uh, when I tried, the last time I tried and failed to run a marathon was the spring of 2013, so two years ago. And when uh-huh. I it, I just picked I just picked the uh, what's the guy who you Google marathon training Hal Higdon. I just picked the Hal Higdon yeah, program, Hal. Yep. and they have you run a half uh, at some point in your training. And uh, after I was done with that half, I seriously came into the house, grabbed my keys. Went out of the house to my car to Jack in the Box, and I ate like five tacos and two chicken sandwiches and an Oreo <laughs> shake because I was like, dude, I just ran 13.1 miles, you know? That's right. Raw, that right there, that's illustrative of why I have tried and failed on this on a couple of occasions is because uh, – you know, you don't, you don't understand the link between training and nutrition and sleep and all of these factors that we try to tie right. in with our four, you know, our four pillars of the simple human lifestyle. They all are. It's like fingers in a glove. They all go together that way. You know. Right, and and you know, I've got a, a story too where I used to be at the hotel. I'd go work out for an hour, hour and a half in the gym, and I would order two Shiner beers from the bar while going upstairs to go take a shower and turn in for the night. Oh, wow. I mean, how counterproductive can you get doing... And and I kind of knew, but you know, I wasn't acknowledging. It wasn't until I acknowledged that, that if I was really going to run a marathon, I had to get serious. And I really had to, you know, dial everything in, you yeah, know? It's yeah, funny. I, mean, I, I, I would... Uh, distill what i'm asking you into into that sentence right there uh if you want to run a marathon you have to get serious and i'm not saying like you know you have to you know revolve your whole life around it but you have to get your nutrition right you have to get your sleep right you have to find a training plan that works for you it almost has to be like an obsession for a few months yeah uh and some people just need you know and this may be uh, i might find myself in this boat as well like a month or two from now i may not be able to do it Uh, you know i work crazy hours and crazy days my wife is a student my kids are young i may find in a couple of weeks a couple of months that i just don't have the time to do this or the time to commit to it but that's the thing it's a commitment it's a this is not a you know well just go do such and such and whatever man did you say uh, your wife was a high school student no, no, she's a student now. Oh, a master's degree oh, sorry, student. sorry, that was weird. But uh, wow. no, that's that's <laughs> that's the that's what I will distill this down to. Really, is hey, it takes a lot of things working in symmetry with each right. other to be able to pull something like this off, and it may not be the right choice for everyone. I right. Guess. The the other thing that I always tell people now that uh, I've done the you know long distance stuff, and and I've done other type. I've I've done a, a wide variety of movement. Uh, experiments as well as you know the the diet stuff is that I I think you can really underestimate like the the toll that that's going to have on you and you have to take steps to know like know that okay let's say the day after your marathon you're like I'm not as sore as I thought I was I'll go out I'm gonna go out for a run like you got to be careful with that like you got to know your body and know when you need rest like BJ you were talking about earlier like you you know like this is you you got to have times of the year that you're sort of uh, you know, uh, you know, not running as much and not stressing yourself out as much. So that's one of the things I I failed to do in seven years. I never took any significant amount of time off, 
and uh, that really you know it came back to to haunt me. But it's also like we talked to John Wilburn about that the NFL guy that he was a teammate of that ate like what do you say, Rick? Like. Oreos for lunch every day yeah, or something. Uh, it was something ridiculous, like yeah. Oreos and Skittles. And yeah. this guy was uh, like two percent body yeah. fat, could run like a four yeah. two four. So there are people like that, like the guy that uh, I've, I've mentioned before, the guy I was riding with when I uh, when I got hit and run over. Um, he like we stop on long rides. We would stop and he'd go in and get like a. Uh, one of those like fried pies and like a Mountain Dew, you know, and like eat that. And like before a marathon, he's a sub three hour marathoner and he eats like one of those, uh, like a muffin, like a packaged muffin and like a, a, a Coke before the marathon, you know, and he just, he, that's, he can just do that. You know, some people can do that. But, and see, I'm not, I mean, so I'm, I'm not even a sub four hour marathoner and you know, I, I don't have that luxury. I, I mean, I have to, to you know, really be conscious about what I do, or my body just it just rejects anything that I try to do. Yeah. If I if I go completely off the rails, I mean, right. I've just got it dialed in now where uh, that's that's what I'm used to doing. And, and I'm, you know, I've, and I've listened to some of your podcasts, and you know, with, sorry. with your pillars and all, I agree. It's got to be, you know, you've, you've got to balance it in and and cover all of your bases. And I got a little bit of trouble this past year because I've just done so much in the last 24 months. Uh, I knew it was going to catch up with me. I was just trying to delay the inevitable until this last race, right, and it right, caught right. up with me in the last race. Yep. And, I, and I know it. I mean, I was just—I was very conscious of it. And, that, and as long as I'm conscious of it, you know, I just yep. recover, yep. move on. Yeah, and that—that's a good place to be. You can get sort of Rick. You said it's almost like an obsession. You can get in a, in a place mentally where your body's giving you signs, and you're just ignoring them because you're you're not in the right place mentally so there's yeah there's a there's a whole lot to it it's sort of uh you know it's kind of like giving birth how there's all these things that have to sort of come together for this baby to be born you know like it's this like massive like physical event uh so running right. a marathon is exactly like having a baby all women. So I'll be almost well, as, I'll be half as cool as my wife because i will have run one marathon and she's given birth twice exactly so, hey, i'm almost there anna yeah <laughs> you can stop holding that over me well, yeah. Exactly, and and I don't want to discourage people from running a marathon, but don't sign up for a marathon because you think you're going to lose fifty pounds. Exactly. I mean, it, it you you got to build the program right. and and put all the pieces in place, and and I think that's where people get in trouble that run some of these races. Or you see them on the ground at mile twenty. Yep. I mean, yep. I, well, I that's one of the things. That's, that's, well, that's one of the things that say, we talk want, about. Oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Rick. I, I just I don't want anyone to have that type of experience. And that's all I was going to say. Go ahead, Rick. Well, that's what we say when we're talking about the the human lifestyle. You have to choose something for you that is that is enjoyable and that's sustainable and doable. And like you said, you don't choose to go run a marathon because you know I got to I got to lose weight. I got to get my fat rear end out there and all run a marathon. I'm running because I like to run. I I choose to do that because I think it's fun. But you don't have to be a healthy person. You don't have to go out and be like, all right, well, I'm going to go run 100 miles today. Like, you don't have to do that. There are other ways around it. So if, that, if that's your motivation behind wanting to, to do some endurance running, then maybe this isn't right yeah. for you. I don't if know. You don't, but, if you don't uh, enjoy we'll, it. We'll have and... much more on my you know my journey as uh, you know the months progress here. Yeah, awesome. So. And looking forward to, to going through this journey with you. And if it wasn't on Easter weekend, I could have come and been there. But um we have to actually wrap, BJ. We're out of time. So I'm going to ask you a question that we ask all uh, first-time guests on the show. And it is, what is something that you do 
uh, to make life more enjoyable or something that you enjoy about life. It doesn't have to be running. It can be that uh, you watch uh, House of Cards, which I've started watching. It's amazing. So anyway. <laughs> um, I, I, I just feel I'm truly blessed with my family, and I love spending time with my kids and watching them grow up. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll have to tie in the running. The running, I think, allows me to do that because I have more energy and, yeah. and just have a more positive outlook on life. Perfect. That's awesome. Awesome. Where can we find you? You have a blog, and I forgot the address of oh, yeah. BJ. What is the address again? It's uh, BJTucker05, because I got five kids, dot blogspot.com. And I can send this to you for the show notes. And if you want to find me, um, you know, one of the Facebook groups that uh, I'm a part of, it's uh, just Google in uh, PPNSNG for Plant Power, No Sugar, No Grains in Facebook, and you'll come to the group page there. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, and also, like we mentioned earlier, or I think we actually, uh, time machine talk. I think we actually in the show mentioned this later. But you've filled in uh, hosting uh, Stephen Baldridge's show, uh, Plant Run Family, a couple yeah. times. That's where I first started hearing uh, your journey in your own words. So uh, go check out that. It's a really good, uh, really good show. And uh, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time. We really, really, really super appreciate it. BJ the Banana Man, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, BJ. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, BJ. And uh, BJ has actually guest hosted, I don't know, this is Time Travel Talk. We may have talked about BJ, talked to BJ about this, but he's actually co-hosted a, a show called Plant Run Family, which is uh, uh, hosted by a, a friend of mine uh, who lives in our city, who I took just could, took care of their dog. He lives like right down the street. And his dog, uh, it was so cold, he had to stay inside. And every morning I would go over there to take care of him and there was poop in the bathroom that I had. And it was from you, not from the dog. <laughs> yeah. The dog's like looking at you, Mark, please. <laughs> I'm like looking at the dog like, we are kindred spirits, you and, you and me, <laughs> pooping uh, not in the toilet. Okay, humans being human, uh, we don't have anyone uh, on, on tap. We do have several people. All right, people. show's over. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. <laughs> So I, th- this is a surprise to Rick. He, he's uh, trying to guess what I wanted to talk about. But once I talk about this, um, it, it, there's going to be a whole... I have several stories around this topic. So okay. you'll notice, uh, listeners, that the title of the show was The B.J. Tucker Interview and Family Jewels. And um, so, uh, Rick, let's tell the two-day video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then there's... I have a quick story. Yeah, and then I... Well, then I have... Yeah, then like, you can... <laughs> Tell the quick story, and then I have uh, several other stories to tell. So, okay, uh, so there used to be a video store in Plano where Mark and I grew up, like right around the corner from my house. If anyone's listening and is from Plano, they know exactly where I'm talking about. The name of this video store was called Two Day Video. It was a revolutionary concept at the time that you could check out a video and you could have it for two days instead of one. Ooh. This is like super long time ago, obviously. Well, Mark and uh, when Mark would come stay at my house. Uh, sleepover, which was all the time. We were always at each other's houses. We would always go, we'd walk over to two-day video and get a movie and then walk home. Well, uh, like all 14 to, what's the age range we're talking about here? 14-year-old, or probably like 12-year-old to to like probably 35-year-old Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, We think it's funny to hit each other in the balls. Right, or in watching watching videos of guys getting hit in the balls. Yeah, anything about guys getting hit in the balls is funny. And so (laughs) uh, we're in the video store, and I still actually feel bad to this day about this. 
Uh, yeah, you're right. always looking for the perfect opportunity to hit your friend in the balls. Well, Mark was like looking at like the bottom shelf video and he was imagine yourself like in a body position, like a squat, but you've squatted all the way down as low as you can I possibly my humanly go. My, like hands you're, were you're, on the, my hands were on the ground, weren't they? I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were crouched all the way down. Your hamstrings were probably touching your calves. Yeah. And I was this like, looking, I'm looking at the well, videos on the bottom shelf. Yeah. And I look over and I'm coming up from behind Mark and I'm like, oh, yeah, perfect chance. And I kick him in the balls. Like, like behind. field goal kicker style. Like you had a running start. It was not even close to that hard. But yeah, it was kind of like that. Well, <laughs> I guess just the planets aligned perfectly, so to speak. And uh, I just hit him on the exact perfect angle, the perfect surface, and I almost killed Mark. He, like, keeled over in the floor of two-day video, and it's, like, clutching his stomach because that's where the pain travels from balls eventually up to st- the worst stomach ache ever. <laughs> and I, I don't think you've ever been so pissed off at me no, and I couldn't, in your whole like, life as you were then. I couldn't respond. I couldn't react because, like, I was in so much pain. Like, yeah. Well, and I seriously thought at that point, oh man, our friendship gone is over too far. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny, he's like, gonna be so mad at me. He's never gonna want to talk to me ever again. That was very, very next level oh, by me. That was terrible. I, it, so, and oh, like, man, I, I was thinking, I was, that's my favorite. And I was thinking about like, like you know, times that I've been hit there in my life, and there's there's several. And oh yeah, yeah, and, we've and, like, all got a my, few. My brother Jeff is is here. They're staying with us, and. Uh, and I asked him just before we started recording. I was like, "You have any, uh, you have any ball shot stories?" And he was kind of thinking. He's like, "No, I don't think so." And I was like, "What? what? How? How is that possible?" So I like another one. We referenced our friend Jackson in the beginning of the show. We were at, uh, we were like at church, and church had just dismissed. I don't know if you remember this or not. And we used to wear these like red wing boots to to church. They were like steel toe, but they were very hard on the on the tip. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> And I'm like, what is the matter with you? Yeah, I'm standing there. Like, I was talking to Jackson's like parents, standing there, and Jackson comes up for no reason and just like <laughs> kicks me in the balls, like from the from behind. And I mean, I remember, I remember him getting mad at me for reacting the way I did. I wasn't like overreacting. I was just reacting to the the pain. And he was like mad at me for like overreacting. And I was like, Jackson, I don't think you realize how hard you just kicked me. And then there's there's a time that there was a summer that I worked with some uh, some youth, some junior high kids. And like, Ooh, uh, yeah. talk slower. <laughs> so the next summer, I went back to this like nonprofit place up in Sherman and uh, and and like to visit the kids. And I didn't tell them I was coming. There was this one sort of spaz kid, and like who we had lots in common. And as soon as like he saw yeah, no me, kidding. he comes like running up to me like full speed. And jumps on me, and his knee goes, I mean, like, full-on, straight shot. I mean, and, you know, this was like, I had just arrived at the place. And, I mean, it, it was, that that was probably the worst, the hardest I've ever been hit. I was, like, swollen the next day. Like, it was Ooh. it was horrible. And I couldn't, like, like talk to the other kids who were, like, excited to see me, because I was just, like, I mean, I think I almost vomited. But anyway. I hit myself in the balls with a yo-yo once. <laughs> I my you would think that would happen more yeah I was probably like 11 or so somehow I don't even know how this came about but my brother and I start getting into yo-yos I don't know how this even and it was such a passing fad like after like two weeks we're like oh yo-yos are stupid well my dad got us some you know 
fancy yo-yos, not super like, you know, Liberace style covered in sequins, but like some nice yo-yos, some kind of more expensive ones than like the those crappy plastic ones you get. And I was uh, trying to learn a trick and I just right, just gong, just right on there. Yeah, the times like there's sort of that, that point where like you might get hit and then you're like, wait, whoa, hold on, maybe that won't hurt. And then you're like, like a minute later. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, oh. it, it's, it's a, you think, okay, maybe that wasn't as terrible, but then the pain in the stomach yeah. starts. And uh, I wonder if cavemen. It did this. If oh, like cavemen or Paleolithic, uh, yeah. you know, guys like that walked around punching each other in the balls. <laughs> well, um, or if I, that's like a modern phenomenon, or if people walked around in 17th century France with <laughs> their powdered wigs and their very uncomfortable clothing and, and their just, monocles. Oh, I got you. Well, that's not a French accent, but well, I got was, you in the balls, Pierre. <laughs> an Englishman. Sing. Yes, yeah. yeah, an English guy. In there was there was one time that I uh, I faked. Uh, getting hit in the balls. I, it was during a uh, sophomore year of high school basketball practice. I got like rejected by like the s- smallest guy on the team, by like a guy that was like five five, and I I went down like oh yeah, you know just to, just because I was embarrassed. Uh, so <laughs> so you clutched your balls and went to the ground to avoid embarrassment. Right. <laughs> wow. So I will. Uh, I, there's a picture of us. I don't know. There's a picture that I posted on Facebook of you and, and Stop I. Stop doing this, by well, the way. <laughs> Stop finding pictures of me and you from 20 years ago. I have more that I haven't uh, posted yet. No, you yet. do not. I will Listen, have more but, punches for your face. But one of the that. one of the pictures is like of you and me at your Eagle Scout ceremony. And, yes, and, I know. And one of the pictures... Nerd alert! Yeah, for one of the... Hey, that's a very cool thing. One it is of, not cool. It is very nerdy. One of the pictures from that time it's like we had a picture where it's just like us smiling and the next picture is you like pr- i think maybe pretending to punch me in the balls and i'm like going oh and like so i'll that's post pretty, there's a pretty uh pretty common picture <laughs> like uh so, picture topic yeah. for us so i'll post that picture and uh and i'll also and then, then that will be all you I'll, have to stop looking through old pictures and then i'll link to that video of the the karate guys that do the ball shots which is just uh it's just hilarious so <laughs> that is humans being human uh, and now I will uh, very, very human. do some more uh, ending theme music. All right. Thank you, Mark and Rick, for your Family Jewels, Humans Being Human story. And uh, hopefully we'll hear uh, Rocky Raccoon in the background. Uh, in just okay, there's an inside joke for you. My phone, all of a sudden, I'll be Skyping, and it's only when I'm on Skype, I'll be like Skyping with you and just randomly, the Beatles from the White Album, Rocky Raccoon, will start playing in my head, in my not on my head, in my earphones, and no one else can hear it. That's why in the BJ interview at the very beginning, I hung up. I asked him a question, and then like a rude SOB, Rocky I hung up. Raccoon. Yeah, because that's all I can hear is Paul McCartney <laughs> saying, Rocky Raccoon. And so I had to hang up and call back. So that's why that is. And I don't know what the deal is. If that's anyone funny. else has it's... Rocky Raccoon issues with their phone, didn't please you... email me so I can fix this. Didn't thing. you have one of your like police cruisers? You would like get in. It would be like the Tejano station would just like. Oh uh, randomly... yes, uh, that's a f- funny story. I, I had a police car that was possessed. Uh, I would walk in. I would get into the car, and if you live in Dallas, uh, nine. 92.5 is classic rock station. It was only when I would turn the car on. I would get in, turn it on. The radio is tuned to 92.5, but it was playing Tejano music. I was, and everyone else had the same problem with this car. It was like the most, it was like a ghost had inhabited it. The ghost of Selena was like uh, driving around my car. All right. Well, too uh, soon? Is we, that too soon? no, it's, for, not, it's not too soon. Okay. okay um, cool. it, well, 
Hold on, never mind. I was going to make a, a inappropriate death. Yeah, joke, see, if know. you're catching it with the filter, that means it's really, really inappropriate. Really bad. Yeah. So that's it's a good thing you did. All right, it's now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. Something you can do today to become a more healthy human, and it's something we were talking about off air. And it's really simple, and we're not going to like uh, go into the science and talk about it for forever. It's it's this: drink water. And there you go. There's the show. So have <laughs> like uh, that's uh, part of me really embracing the way that we talk about eating and stuff like that, a big, big, big hurdle for me, and I know New Year's resolution time, a lot of people have this, was to get over drinking soda. The only things I drink for the most part now are water and coffee, and that's it. I don't really like wine, so that wasn't a big thing, but I wouldn't drink it anyways. But uh, is, and when you're not drinking soda, you need to drink something. You need to drink water. Drink water, water, water. Water's good for you. It makes you feel better. I notice a an uptick in how I sleep and how I uh, when I'm supposed to be sleeping, how I'm awake when I'm supposed to be awake, how I perform when I'm running, how I do everything if I'm properly hydrated. And so if you're one of those people that was like, yeah, January 1st, 2015, goodbye Diet Coke, you're probably right now going, oh my God, I would sell my soul to the devil for a Diet Coke. Just drink water. Yeah. Okay. Wait, and just, just and real quick, water. and I'll, I'll close with this: uh, we are the only humans are the only mammals on the planet that drink anything other than water after they're weaned from their their mommy's booby. I've seen dogs that drink beer before. Well, that's uh... I gave a dog whiskey one time. That's not a very good <laughs> they, story. But they, I should they, be in prison for yeah, that. They will absolutely drink uh, anything you put in front of them. Um, that's what vampire bats drink blood. Mark, where's your Ooh. science on that? <laughs> Dude, vampire bats. There's a bat out there. I saw this video. They're like a. It's like a fox with wings. They're huge. It's horrible. Anyway, there's okay. a ADD talk from Mark Rogers. Yeah. Oh, there's something shiny over there. What's that? <laughs> okay, really quick. The Simply Human reset. Uh, don't have very many of the giveaway stuff left. But if you want to do a reset, uh, email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. If you have questions, if this is the first time you listen to the show and you're like, what's the Simply Human Reset? Email me um, because we're running out of time. So um, <laughs> also uh, leave us a review on iTunes to be entered into the January Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Uh, like us on Facebook. And do all that good stuff. Uh, there's the yes. nutrients coupon code. All that is on the website. So if you have any questions about any of that, call me. Oh, and one other thing. Uh, Jason Seib and Sarah Fergoso are going to be on the next show uh, on January 14th. Super excited about that. We have Ori Hoffmeckler coming up. Uh, Kate Galliette is coming back on the show. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Sean Croxton. So, uh, John Smith again. Just John to Smith to again. about all my thousands of questions. Yeah. So, that you uh, forgot to ask when you had him on last we week. We ran out of time. We ran out of time. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in your day. Thanks for making us part of your day. So uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember... Rick is the one who sounds like a nerd. I'm the one who sounds really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that was really awkward. So until next time, enjoy yourself.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.